So, this is Radio Free Games with Squidly, our weekly discussion on video games and video game design, more specifically. Yeah. And last week we talked about Pokemon, Pokemania. This week we're going to talk about something a little different. Another Nintendo property, however, also a Sega property. We're going to be talking about Mario Sonic and the core mechanics and how they transitioned from 2D to 3D. It's a lot to talk about, and uh, due to the late start, not much time to talk about it. So, let's get right to it. So, first things first, though, the idea of the core mechanic. Um, we're going to be talking about this a lot, so uh, it's important to source this properly. It, the idea of core mechanics has been around for a very long time. Anyone who makes games, you know, has an idea of what they're going to do. It's really important. However... The diagram model that I kind of use uh, was written in 2012 from Funstorm Games. Uh, look it up. It's the core mechanic uh, diagram. The actual article is called Designing Around a uh, Core Mechanic. Uh, you can find it on Gamma Sutra and on their actual website. Um, all right. So what is a core mechanic? Uh, core mechanic, as you can you know, kind of guess just by what it was called, it's called, you know, it's the core principle of what a game's all about. It's surrounded by the secondary mechanic, which has to support the core mechanic. That is really important. The secondary mechanic has to support the core mechanic. And the surrounding circle will be obstacles that utilize both, and then a narrative or progression mechanic that kind of surrounds all of that. It's like, what is the reason why you're doing this? So to show that, we're going to be talking about the two biggest stars in gaming, the classic duo Mario and Sonic. And on the surface, you know, you look at both these games, you know, you look at them and you say, all right, these are both platforms, right? Both Mario and Sonic, they run, they jump. Uh, they find their way around a level and they finish it and that's it. That's, that's the game. But you got to take a moment, all right? You have to think about it and think about what's the central thing you can think about when you're talking about these two characters. Uh... And for Mario, it's, it's interesting, because Mario used to actually not be called Mario. He used to be called Jumpman. So just by that, just by that name, Jumpman, you can pretty much figure out what this guy's all about. He's all about his jump. You know, Mario's well-known for his nice big jump that's always shorter than Luigi's, but, you know, <laughs> that's how it is. For Sonic, well, what's this saying? You know, he says, Sonic's my name, speed's my game. He likes to go fast, really fast. And that's kind of what he is. And the funny thing about these two characters is that they can both do the opposite person's thing. Mario can run and Sonic can jump. And you have to use both in order to beat this game. Any of their games, because you have to use it, you know? Uh, and they both have some very similar progression. Uh, at least the earlier Sonic games um, and the earlier Mario games are both level-based. And the more modern ones are also level-based. In the middle, there was some weird stuff happening with uh, non-traditional platforming, like progression but uh both of them have the same idea get shiny gold things and you know that's your life or that's how you get lives and that's your you know and the objective isn't to get those the objective is just to get the end and beat the boss and the boss is pretty much you know it's always robotnik and mario uh and sonic and it's always bowser and mario so they have a lot in common and you'd think that would make them, you know, completely similar, right? You know, you'd look at them, you'd be like, all right, this is the same exact game. Run and jump, and that's all you do, right? But not really. And to talk about that, we're going to need to take a little break first. And uh, we'll play some nice, beautiful remixes, uh, as usual. 
and we'll be back and talk about it a little bit.
we're back with Radio Free Games with Squidly. And we're talking about Sonic, Mario, and the core mechanics. And so to talk about that, we're going to have to start with 2D, because both of the games, the games, um, the real important thing about them is that they both begin in 2D. This is really important, because in 2D, when you go to 3D, it's a little different. <laughs> a little. Just a little. Uh, so let's just talk about a little brief history here. So Mario started with um, Donkey Kong, obviously, but you know, it, it actually started with Super Mario Brothers. One, two, three, and then when the SNES came around, it went to Worlds. Sonic, however, started on the Genesis at Sonic 1, 2, 3, and CD. And both were really, really well-received series at the beginning here. Both were really well, like, they were huge in, in sales. Um, you know, the reviewers loved it, everyone loved it, players loved it, you know. You know, not many people can, you know, go back and say, oh, these games were terrible. A lot of people really like these games, and that's because they're really good games. Both of them really understood what the core of that game was all about. Mario was always about jumping, Mario Sonic was always about running. And so they were killer apps. These sold the console for you, basically. You bought Nintendo to play games like Mario, and you bought, you know, Genesis to play Sonic, you know. Um, but then things, you know, start to change. Uh, and the most important change here was 3D. And Mario got there first. He got there first in by two years or so. Uh, in 1996, and he had Super Mario 64. And Super Mario 64 now, the important thing about this game is that uh, it was all about, you know, that analog stick. Seriously. Uh, the entire game, you know, in the beginning of the development, it was actually, uh, they, they had the rabbit, you know, the rabbit that you go chase around in that game. Uh, they just had him in the field, and Mario would go around and chase the rabbit. And Shigeru Miyamoto said, if we don't make this game fun just by running around and chasing this rabbit... You know, it's not going to be fun. So we're going to we're going to basically sit here until Mario moves so well that chasing this rabbit is an exciting experience. So they added a crazy amount of things. You know, if you play that game, you just you know just go, go back and replay it and just look at how many maneuvers Mario can do. You can do a side jump, a backflip, triple jump, wall kick. There were so many kinds of jumping and running, and it was absurd. Um, and Sonic, however. Uh, he got there second. He came in with Sonic Adventure in 1998. And so, a little background on Sonic, because Sonic 1, 2, and th uh, 3 and CD uh, were introducing a lot of new characters. Uh, and it was still a very fast game, and it was, <laughs> it was still very fast. And Sonic Adventure is extremely fast. Um, and Sonic Adventure had uh, a unique mechanic. It had six characters you could play. Uh, and... The interesting thing about this was that a lot of those characters were fast. They were very fast. In fact, you know, if you play Sonic Adventure, and uh, I, I highly recommend you go revisit this game because if you were to spin dash for exactly like n minus five seconds, you go flying. You go flying. You hold that button down for half a second, you go flying. It is absurd. Uh, and there's a really, it's, it's kind of hard to walk in that game. It's, it's very interesting. Even when you pick up an item, you start, like, running ridiculously fast. It's just, you know, and he's holding, like, a big capsule or something. He's just running. And, uh, there's a lot of nice set pieces. You know, everyone remembers the first beach stage with the killer whale, you know, flying behind you and, you know, going around loops. And it was crazy, you know. 
Uh, but the really important thing about this game was that uh, it was the first Sonic game to actually have two characters that weren't all that fast. Uh, and it was uh, E103 Omega. Uh, no, sorry, Gamma, sorry. Uh, Omega's from another. Uh, it's from Sonic Heroes. Um, and uh, Big the Cat. And Big the Cat was really a fishing game, and, uh, and the robot, uh, Gamma, just ran around and shot things. And it was a very different kind of game. Uh, I honestly thought Gamma was pretty fun. But um, uh, Big the Cat, I think... A lot of people do not consider that fun because it, it was slow. You know, you just ran around and you just threw your rod in there, and that was what the game was. Uh, but it was a really well received game because, you know, back in the day, this was huge to have a game that had this kind of scope. And the scope was huge because, you know, Mario to this day, you know, he's still going for Bowser and all that. But Sonic, Sonic has like, you know, <laughs> he has a backstory and everything, and, you know, um, Sonic Adventure had the ruins, and you'd see the history, and all these crazy things, and it was a very well, you know, you know, it was a very populated world with a lot of things going on, uh, and there was a lot of, you know, different kinds of antagonists and interesting things like that. Uh, so the, the idea of that game was, it was still to go fast, but there was also that sense of adventure with the perspectives. And the next games really, really sh showed the divide and approach here because Mario stuck with the typical, you know, rescue the princess one way or another, uh, and he had sunshine, and guess what happens? Princess gets kidnapped. Uh, spoilers. Uh, she actually says it a, a little later in this game than just right in the beginning. But um, uh, the big innovation of this game was it had Flood, and Flood was a water pack, and, you know, what it did was it allowed Mario to hover jump. He, he, he could hover, he could do crazy, you know, flood water power things, and he had upgrades that let him do even crazier things. Uh, but the game was definitely still about the jump. <laughs> you know, uh, yes, you had to clean things, and yes, there was a lot of nice, beautiful water physics, but the game was definitely still about that jump. Sonic Adventure 2, however, uh, it was focused on an even larger plot, um, and they, they just kept doing, you know, more of this. Uh, it had the same amount of characters you could play, uh, but the slow ones were pretty much removed, you know. Uh, Gam wasn't in there, Big wasn't in there, um, and even, you know, people say that Eggman and, um, and Tails had the, the mechs. The mechs still moved pretty fast, and it was a pretty fast movement. Uh, certainly not as fast as Knuckles and, you know, and Sonic and, and, and the Go, but, you know, it was still pretty fast. Um, and the important thing about this, though, is that, you know, the scope got even bigger. The scope got even bigger with this story. Uh, and it was actually kind of the Dreamcast of Swan Song. It was pretty much done at this point. And the next game they made was for multiple platforms. So we're going to do a little bit of a time skip here because uh, the next major games in these series were um, kind of released at different times. Super Mario Galaxy was released in like 2008 for the Wii. And Sonic Heroes was 2005. Uh, so they were actually a generation of consoles apart. However, they are the next entry, and they do show something. Uh, Super Mario Galaxy was all was still about that jump, and what's unique about this game was that it was all about the gravity changing, and you know you could jump in interesting ways. You know you could go from one gravitational field to another gravitational field, and you suddenly you're like you're flipping midair and going through stars and going flying, and it's really really set piecey game. It's crazy. Um, uh, you know, 
and Sonic's next entry was Sonic Heroes. And this game actually had more playable characters, but um, they were all divided into, you know, flying, strength, and fast. But they all moved pretty fast, and the whole idea was, you know, you could swip it, swap between them really fast. And the games were, you know, the levels were very, very quick. You know, that you just went right through them, and it was, it was very interesting. Because, you know, despite having more characters than the other Sonic games, it was actually one of the fastest ones. Because they just kept going and there were no stops, really. So at this point, you're probably asking why I'm actually going through all of this. Because, um, you know, I'm just recounting the story here. Uh, and it's, it's all about this kind of odd thing that's happening at this time, you know. Uh, you know, we already said that the Dreamcast was over and Sega went from publisher to... Um, sorry, from a, from a console developer to just a software developer. Uh, and it's kind of the opposite with Mario because Mario's sales were increasing really, really rapidly. You know, Mario's, you know, Super Mario Galaxy sold more than uh, Super Mario Sunshine. Uh, Super Mario Sunshine actually sold a little less than 64. But overall, the sales were on a sharp increase. And if you were to look at the other games in the series, it's a huge increase. Sonic sales, however, were decreasing. Uh, it just was not selling as well as, you know, the original Sega Genesis games. So, what's going on? And really what's going on is, Mario's kind of keeping with his jump. He's keeping to his core mechanic. But Sonic, if you look at him, he's kind of starting to lose track of what he's all about. Uh, even with the speed, it's still not, you know, it's not as fast. It's still not only about speed. It still has like this, you know, giant, you know, other stuff going on. So... We're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about that after the break, because that's just how we go. <laughs> uh, for the record, the reason why we do all these breaks is because, you know, no one wants to, you know, just talk for a solid, you know, th 30, 40 minutes straight. We want to hear some nice, beautiful music, and we're going to do that right now, actually. And we're going to go right into a nice remix of Super Mario 64 called Fleeting Ecstasy. All right. See you after the break.
to Radio Free Games with Squidly. That was Super Mario 64 Remix Fleeting Ecstasy by Benjamin Briggs. Um, so the source of all this remixes, by the way, is OC Remix. If you want some interesting songs, you really need to check that site out. The remix right before that, actually, on our first break, was uh, from Sonic CD, Paradise Paradox by Superior X. All these things are actually, if you go to wire.wit.edu, you can find that in the song history. All right. So before the break, we were talking about all about basically, you know, the transition to 3D, and things were staying pretty consistent. You know, Sonic was still all about speed. Mario was still all about jumping. But their approaches to what goes on outside of those things was different. Uh, Mario was staying very, very truthful to jumping. Every mainline Mario game is all about that A-press. Every single one of them. There is, you know, at no instance does Mario ever, you know, pick up six friends and say, all right, let's do this. Um, we're going to show you the digging minigame. Uh, and Sonic, on the other hand, was doing just that. He was, um, he was actually branching into other kinds of platforming and other kinds of interactions. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. There's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. As long as the core is, you know, consistent. And I wouldn't go so far to say that the end result of Sonic was bad. I, w I wouldn't say that at all. Because Adventure 1, 2, and Heroes, personally, I, I love those games. And they are very good games in their own right. However, they are also unfocused. And so those games are unfocused. Nothing is as unfocused as what comes next. And what comes next is actually Sonic Unleashed. Now, this game is actually the single least focused game from a triple A publisher I could I could actually think of just off the top of my head because uh, let, let's just you know just let's just remember here Sonic is all about speed he's all about running really fast and what Sonic Unleashed does is that for periods of the game you become what they call the werehog uh, you become this big werewolf Sonic and he moves really 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 slowly and it's interesting because uh, Sonic Unleashed was actually the debut of this new engine they called the Hedgehog Engine. And the Hedgehog Engine was specifically designed to make the huge, long levels that a speed game demands without choking. And it did it pretty well. You know, if you were to play the first level of Sonic Unleashed, you'll see that there is some very, very nice level, like, visuals. And there's lots of it. There's tons of it. And you're blazing through it, you know. You're just running really fast and the game has no problem rendering it. But the designers took that huge, nice engine and made something a little different. And they said, um, how about we switch it up? And the sales reflected it. Uh, and Sonic Unleashed actually sold pretty well. It sold 5 million copies. However, uh, those people seemed to not be happy with the end result because the next game was, uh, you know, Sonic Colors. And it was received a lot better. It was a lot faster. But it sold a lot worse. It only sold 3 million. Uh, and, you know, the general trend of the Sonic games has been kind of declining uh, after that. And, you know, you look at this. You look at this kind of games. And you look at it and you say, all right, we have a fast character. Why are we not focusing on being fast anymore? Uh, and, you know, Mario with Nintendo, he's completely focused on jumping. There's nothing else going on in that game. I mean, well, there's, a, there's other things going on, but it is a platformer, and, it's, and the challenges in Mario come from the jumping and the platforming. 
But Sonic keeps insisting on making something a little different and keeps trying to change it up. And there's, there's nothing wrong with trying to change it up as long as the core mechanic is realized. So recently, it seems Sega is actually starting to realize this. And um, what, they're, what they're doing for the you know, 30th anniversary, 40, yeah, 30th anniversary of Sonic is uh, they're listening to a game called Sonic Mary, uh, Mania. Uh, and it's a 2D Sonic game. And the footage so far lo looks pretty pretty fast. Um, and they also released Sonic Generations a little earlier for the 25th anniversary. Uh, and that was, you know, that, that was also a pretty fast game. Mostly because the levels in that game were actually from the previous games. So they took the best levels from those. So, yeah. Uh, so, you look at that game, it's, it's, you know, it's going somewhere. It looks like they're making a sequel now. Uh, and that's that's where they're going. Uh, Mario's going with Mario Odyssey. Uh, Mario Odyssey is, you know, it's, it's all about that jump. <laughs> what is Mario doing in that trailer? He's jumping off skyscrapers. He's jumping around deserts. He's jumping, jumping, jumping. And now he can throw his hat and jump off of that, too, uh, as if he needs to jump more. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, I'm personally excited for that game because... You know, the idea of jumping in a Mario game never gets old. Because even if it is literally just jumping, you know that jumping is going to be very, very good. It's going to be the best jumping you'll ever do in a game. You know, this is the, the top of the line jump. The best A-press you can possibly get. All right? And that's because the core mechanic of that game is still being focused really hard. You know, with the hats there as a platform and you're supposed to jump off the platform. You don't use the hat as a boomerang or something, you know? Uh, and so it's it's really that laser focused design, and it hopefully hopefully you know Sonic will come back to that because if Sonic realizes you know that all he needs to do is run really fast and that's actually not all he has to do but he has to do it he has to make it also interesting you can put mechanics as long as they're not walls you can't stop Sonic if you stop Sonic then the game just like it stops. You know, you can stop Mario if you want, because Mario isn't all about running. Um, but you can't stop, you know... <laughs> if you were to put a Sonic level in the Mario game, it just wouldn't feel all that much. It just wouldn't feel right, you know. Even when Mario does do fast levels, there's still a lot of jumping in that. Uh, so, Sonic, you know, you can't put the Sonic platform, you know, you can't put a Mario platform in a Sonic game. You can't just, you know, Mario sometimes has to wait around for, like, a whole windmill to turn. If Sonic does that, people are going to get annoyed because it's like, I'm playing the world's fastest hedgehog. What am I doing standing around, you know? So, what's this tell us about the core mechanic? And uh, there was another game that I actually didn't mention. It was Sonic 06. Uh, Sonic 06 has its own issues, but I will say that Sonic 06, like, Sonic 06 was, um, programming gameplay-wise broken, but design-wise, it was, it was still a Sonic game, you still went fast, um, uh, it's, it's not the best level design, and in fact, it's pretty bad battle level design, just gonna straight up tell you that, um, but it's, uh, it, you know, it's, it's a discussion for another time, how about we put it at that? Um, so, yeah. Core mechanics, alright? They lead to focus games. If you're a game designer, you know, I like designing games, I develop games a lot, you know, uh, 
shameless plug here, look up Squidly Newgrounds, <laughs> check out my games. Um, but it's all about that core mechanic. So if you don't have a core mechanic, you don't have a focus game. If you don't have a focus game, you chances are do not have a good game. Because if you reach too far, if you reach too far out of what you're trying to do, you know, you just won't have something that's interesting. You just won't have something fun. You know, imagine if Portal decided to throw in some guns in there, you know, something that wasn't a Portal gun. It would just be kind of strange. You'd be like, what, why is there now, like, you know, enemies shooting at me? This is Portal, you know. So you're just, you know, it's, it's just not, it wouldn't be the same, you know, if you take away the Portal gun from Portal, if you take away the, the running from Sonic, if you take away the jumping from Mario, it's just not the same game at all. So that's what it is. Loose focus and you'll end up like what Sonic kind of had, which is declining sales and a pretty much shattered image at this point because, uh, let's be honest, people do not have much faith in the Sonic brand. Uh, they're getting it back. They're actually doing really well in the PR front and trying to get it back. Uh, and that's actually the good news is that if you do refocus, if you do actually get back to what people want, you know, if you look at that Sonic Mania trailer, the views on that thing are crazy. People really want this game because it's refocusing. It's, it's going back to what people want to see. And it's not just, you know, you're not just like, oh yeah, I'm appealing to what people want. Uh, you're appealing to what they want because you're appealing to what you said the game was about. You, you're giving them what they, what you promised, you know, Jumpman jumps and Sonic runs, you know? All right. And that's really what it's all about. Core mechanics, really focus on them. And 2D, 3D, it doesn't really matter as long as you keep with the idea of running, of whatever your core mechanic is. You know, it doesn't actually matter what the dimension are. You know, it really doesn't matter. Mario jumps just as well he does in 2D as 3D. And Sonic, I actually believe, does run just as fast in 2D as he does in 3D. You know, it does not have to be a, you know, 2D game for Sonic to run, you know. Anyways, that's our show. <laughs> uh, kind of on the short side today because, you know, we started a little late. Uh, I do appreciate you guys listening, uh, and I really hope to catch you all next week. Uh, if you have any questions or suggestions for future shows, uh, this is actually really important because I do love talking about things people are interested in. I don't want to sit here and talk about, you know, some crazy thing that's just long and boring. No one wants that. I don't want that. You don't want that. Right? That's just not fun. I do want to know what you guys are, to are interested in. Um, I play a lot of things, you know, but I want this just to be a show about me or a show about my opinions or my views. It has to be a show where we can all look at the games together. So, definitely, if you have any questions, concerns, any ideas for future shows, if you, uh, heck, if you think you have a thing or two to say and want to show up on the show, do send me a message on Facebook at Radio Free Games. No one else took that name, so yeah, it's good. <laughs> you get that one without any numbers. All right. So, yeah, that this was Radio Free Games with Squidly. I'll see you next week. Coming up is a... Uh, the next show is coming up. Uh, it's going to be... DSA. <laughs> That's going to start at 8. And I'm going to play some more remixes and sign off. I'll see you all around next week. <laughs>